When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for the coffee, Emily. I really needed it. No problem. We gotta hurry because we're always late. Oh no, the light's turning red. No! Oh man, there's coffee everywhere. Where are the napkins? Don't worry about it. We can just go ahead and I'll schedule with 2U Auto. They'll come to where we're at and then they'll clean it while we're at the wedding. Okay, you drive, I'll schedule with 2U Auto. What's the website? Go to 2uauto.com. Wait, what was it again? The number two, the letter U, auto.com. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, humans used to have like um, a tailbone because we did like. Yeah. So now, I don't know when. Some people are still born with tails. Yeah. Humans. Yeah. I know. I know a person who was born with a tail. Okay. See. You know a person like in person. I can't say who it is because I'll probably get shot. But you don't gotta say who they are. Like so. Yeah. Like a person like my age. You seen their tail? No. Like they don't have it. Like they. I think they like took it off with like when they were a baby <laughs> yeah like straight up born with a tail how did that come out there's like y'all used to have a tail I <laughs> <Somebody> <laughs> you went to me now <laughs> i think somebody told me and then like they confirmed it and i was like oh no oh, shit. oh damn. damn yeah see, that's see and like people did used to get like we used to be like our tailbones like <clears throat> as evolution happens certain species start to change where like they don't need that anymore like now even babies they don't grow with molars so you know how we always end up getting those take like our wisdom teeth oh, and all of that what? that is something i've noticed like yeah I babies like don't get that, don't aren't born people with have them. to get that like, i feel done. like that's not talked about as often anymore like yeah getting your wisdom teeth i got out. my wisdom teeth taken out but i know people actually that just didn't need it like it wasn't necessary mm-hmm and that's mm-hmm. just because like that's again back to evolution like we used to have amazing eyesight because there were animals that were trying to kill us mm-hmm. now our eyesight's pretty poor and with uh, the teeth that was like we used to always lose teeth isn't mm-hmm. that why like we had extra ones just to fill in the gaps yeah <laughs> sounds crazy but yeah what the, what the did you I you did, did not no yeah. <gasps> Wait, that's not no. I looked oh up fucking human god. tails. Oh my god! Look, that's <gasps> butt. that just looks like another dick. No, oh, oh my <laughs> god! That looks like a tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! my god! That looks like a cyst. Oh, oh that poor. Wait, what am I looking at? Sanctuary. <laughs> Hold up. What tail away from the middle? Wait, I don't. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> There's a leg, and then. No, wait. I, I, I have so many questions. I that looks like a cyst. I hate it. <laughs> I can't look away though. <laughs> I knew this thing was gonna be legit. It looked Ew. like one of those college, you know. Yeah, links. like they got references and they're citing yeah. their sources. It says dot gov at the end. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> in the, in the I was just like, I hope there's pictures and there was. Oh dear. <laughs> oh hell no. That was wow. Those poor souls. 
that. That's bad. <laughs> okay, let's take this shot so we can start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> yeah. Perfect timing. Now you're traumatized forever. Dang. Welcome to Here's to You. We traumatize you and give you a drink. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Dusty, how everybody knows me. How you feeling today, Fanny? I am feeling good, especially now that we have a couple shots in us. Yes, 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 indeed. Anyways, listeners, welcome back. It's another episode of Here's to You, featuring myself, Dusty. Fanny. Co-host, Fannister McAllister. Today, sadly, we're missing the one and only ABGMs. She had some more importante business to get to. She's out on PTO. Exactly. Family matters. It was real rainy today. I think that's what she's like. I'm going to call in. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, no way. That sounds exactly like her. That sounds like some some (laughs) shit she would do. Facts. What do you think of the uh, song I brought us in on? That was dope. I feel like you're still in. Oh, my God. I accidentally deleted Messenger. Um, (laughs) 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 Now now I have to redownload it. Okay. Anyways, I think that was good. You're still on your breakaway vibes. No, I'm just an EDM DJ. That's why. Oh, okay. But I chose it specifically. (gasps) Ducky bootleg. Yeah. It's one of my uh, favorite artists out of LA. Her name is Ducky. And today as our special very very special guest we have a member the og of the one and only duck squad michelle tripoli say what's up hey what's up guys great to be here thanks for having me yes we're very glad to have you here and if you don't know who duck squad is you're gonna have to ask her and figure it out (laughs) (laughs) but i think like an interesting about michelle is that um her art career didn't really start with ducks surprisingly it started with bunnies oh, she's bringing shit. up the bunnies right away <laughs> started <laughs> with bunnies getting right into it back in first grade yes. and then from there she start. she's been painting for over 10 years now been doing taking art seriously for over 10 years now she's pretty young um she's created paintings for many local musicians in wichita to influential business leaders like the mayor and even some famous artists like snoop dogg to now spending her time tattooing painting at home or at festivals i so, mean really damn. if if you know any of us on here on this podcast and you know who we are like michelle needs no introduction in this <laughs> city. i mean that's true she Fair. could walk the street and people will part like the sea like <laughs> they just walk and run into me and it's fine that's true. Most people do know you. They don't. <laughs> oh my God, it's making me set up Messenger. How are you feeling today, Michelle? 
I'm doing really good. Yeah. It's been a great day so far. You think it's been a good uh, first day of fall? Yeah. It's it's gloomy out there, and I'm here for it. I love it. It's my favorite weather. Did you break out a hoodie? To I wear? did. I did, actually. Was it one that you stole from someone? <laughs> no. Um, I'm actually wearing my Tool hoodie, which I got from when I went to see Tool. Nice. Yeah. Representing Tool today. Hell yeah. I, I'm going to pretend to know who that was. You don't know who Tool is? You don't know is? Tool? I don't. Oh, Lord. I thought you were a rocker through and through. Oh! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think we were talking about somebody else? Yeah. Named Tool? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, that okay, Tool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, sure, I know him. Great guy. We're going to have him on the podcast. <laughs> that would be a cool episode. I would tune in. <laughs> no, oh. but like, <laughs> aside from that, what'd you do today? Um, today was pretty chill. I just uh, got up and I went and did a pretty simple tattoo, went and got some food, and then I came here. Nice. Yep. What was your go-to food? Um, I always get the Monarch. It's it's just right by Symbolic Tattoo where I work, so it's it's accessible. They know Fair. me there. I don't. I just sit down and they're like Long Island. I'm like you already know. <laughs> they're like salad or taco salad with mushrooms instead of meat, and they're like, yep. That's that's what I get. Mm. <laughs> Don't even have to say anything. The real deal, regular. And yep. that and that's how Over you know there. that we really didn't need to introduce Michelle. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> why that story I was telling you earlier. Like, oh, so I'm going to get my salad and shit. And you're just back there doing dirt. <laughs> 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 so what? Um, let's kind of backtrack. Okay, let's start with your background. Um, where are you within the line of siblings um, and what got you into art? So I am the youngest of four kids. I have three older brothers. Um, we've all kind of been like pretty artistic and um, kind of doing our own thing with that. Um, I've always loved art, like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> I feel like I have to say the story behind that now. Because, yeah, you have um, to mention the bunnies now. Yeah, because like, at what point did you transition from bunnies to duckies? <laughs> I think it's, that's it's been very like, relevant. Yeah, that's it's been a lifetime transition. Um, Duck's more recent, you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if if uh, if you've known me since I was a kid, then you probably know that um, I used to be super into bunnies, and I was a pretty weird kid. You know, I'm still weird. It's fine. But um, what did you say earlier? You were like cutely awkward. I I think the words I said was like charmingly awkward. Charmingly awkward. I consider myself awkward, but like I make it work, you know, but charmingly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. But um, yeah. So uh, I was like probably kindergarten, first grade. I'm not really sure like what about bunnies like made me so obsessed with them when I was a kid like that. But um, I was very creative even Mm -hmm. then. And I would draw bunnies. I would draw them. kind of like morphed into other creatures so there'd be like bunnies mm. with like wings bunnies with like dragon bodies like anything but just like a bunny's head connected to it basically uh-huh um and i would write little storybooks like what? i would i would awesome. no seriously i would like draw like stories and like little staples and like make little books and yeah do all kinds of little crafts and stuff but it was all centered about bunnies it was That's like a awesome. bunny kingdom 
And of course, I was the bunny queen. So <laughs> if you knew me in first grade, like you knew I was, I was the bunny queen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the real one. Yeah. The OG. Mm-hmm. It started right here. Yeah. In this room. Did you have a pet bunny? The thing is, no. no. <laughs> oh man, did I want one? And I never had a bunny. You think mm. I would have got one by now? Yeah, but I mm. wonder what, what it was about bunnies back I then. I also wonder. I mean, I just thought they were freaking cute. I don't know. Did you like see a cartoon? A show or like right? It's book like or I just something can't, about bunnies. I can't remember like Hello where bunny? it started. It's just like oh no, that's Hello Kitty. <laughs> I did like <laughs> Hello Kitty too. <laughs> Wrong one. I Wrong one. <laughs> definitely super into Hello Kitty as well. But yeah, I I just would draw bunnies all the time. I would get in trouble because like I would just draw bunnies like during class all the time. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just kept going from there. Realized like I was kind of good at it. Um, kept going, and then you know I I would. You know, growing up like as a kid, like kind of keep doing it, kind of fall off like at certain points. Um, when I was more in like fifth grade, like I actually remember getting like a nice like sketchbook and I would be riding the bus and mm-hmm. I would like pass my sketchbook around the bus and like show everybody my drawings and they would hype me up so much. And it was like, oh, that's awesome. it was a good feeling and it kind of motivated me to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. And then as I got older, like more like high school, um, I was pretty inspired by my oldest brother, Mm -hmm. um, Josh Tripoli. He is an amazing artist as well. Um, And he had been doing really great things um, when he was in high school and and onwards, obviously. But um, I would show him my drawings and um, he'd be very impressed and kind of like encourage me to keep going with it. And yeah, I remember I was just doing like uh, like pencil Mm -hmm. and then kind of colored pencil stuff for a while. And he would always get on me, like, he'd be like, these are great, but he's like, you should start painting, you should start painting. Yeah. And I hated that idea at first. I was mm-hmm. like, no, it's, no, it's not for me. Yeah. Because, um, like, I had tried some paintings, and it it's hard if you don't paint. like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And how old a, were you again? Um, at, at that point, I was probably, like, like my sophomore year in high school, like, what, okay. like 16, okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, like I done like little random paintings, like in art class and stuff like that. But I had mm. never mm-hmm. like I wasn't I didn't consider myself a painter by any means. Um, but my oldest brother, he was probably like what I would say, like convinced me to start painting because um, he was doing really cool paintings at that point, And he was like, yeah, I could do a lot more cool things with it. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually I remember one day he gives me this whole box of like just like old crappy like paints, you know, mm-hmm. like just real cheap stuff. But um, I did some paintings and they were bad, but, um, that's, that's how I started. Yeah. And, um, I, I did a couple more. I would kind of like transition, like kind of gradually, like I would still draw and like I'd add paint to it sort mm-hmm. of like I do a little bit of both cause I wasn't like really ready to fully, fully just go paint. To paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you just like fully paint now? Like you do like, um, what, what is it called? atelier type Um, of painting um no i don't i don't do like the like any um formal classes or anything like that um but yeah i I guess i would just say like i'm self-taught um i just Mm kind of like through trial and error kind of taught myself like my own ways that worked for me um i i started painting um kind of with the inspiration from my brother but then I would say once I graduated high school, um, I had my art teacher from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she had kind of convinced me to apply to teach at Pino's Palette. Yeah. And at the time, I remember being so, like, just discouraged, kind of. Like, I was like, I mean, that sounds great, but, like, everybody that works there has, like, an art degree. And I never mm. went to school. I didn't go to college for art. Just kind of was something that I liked to do. Yeah. Um, and she was like, no, no, you can do it. Like, I, I really think you could. And I was like, okay. So I, I applied and um, I brought in some of my paintings to show them, like, look, I do art. Even those, yeah, yeah. Even those were, like, still kind of, like, a lot of them were, like, paint marker and, like, still kind of mm-hmm. halfway drawings, halfway paintings. I wasn't, I still didn't really consider myself, like, a painter like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got the job. Um, was super nervous um, when I first started, even though I kind of grew up with like a theater background, Mm -hmm. um, like that was still kind of different because I wasn't just playing a part. I just had to be me. Yeah. I was like, who am I? I don't know. I was still kind (laughs) of figuring myself out. You know, I was like, I was probably like 19 when I I started that job. I was the youngest one there, Mm -hmm. Um, the least experienced. And so I was just kind of winging it. Um, but gradually I got, I got better at that. I would say working at Pino's Palette was, um, one of the biggest things that gave me like confidence Mm -hmm. in myself as an artist and, um, just myself in general. Um, but it also helped me to really refine my, my skills with painting. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of learned through teaching people because it's, it's, I'm not sure if you're Mm -hmm. familiar with Pino's Palette. It's like a, a paint and sip where, um, you basically just, you, you know, pay for a little evening there. They provide materials and I would be one of the instructors walking you through a really simple painting and, uh, they're supposed to be easy. Like anybody could mm-hmm. do them. Right. Um, but even through just doing that, like the repetition of having to mm-hmm. like break down, like, what am I doing with my brush? Like, how am I getting that effect? Um, why is this working for this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, over time like that that really helped to kind of sharpen my skills and um, led me to paint more on my own. Um, and I just kind of kept going from there, kept kind of figuring out more things that worked for me. And and I really loved that job. I really did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. that's, that's, that's where I first met you, actually. That's true. I, I was there on an afternoon. It was an afternoon thing with some coworkers, and I wasn't even going to go. I had a haircut and right after my haircut they hit me up it was like hey where are you at you coming it's like i wasn't going to but yeah i guess since you guys <laughs> are actually calling me and shit and i show up go next door to be on napa buy a little six pack come back and we're painting and i actually needed your help to paint some trees because i was like yeah these trees look fucked up come help me <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right yeah that was a. Uh and that's the thing too, like I think that also helped me to become better at painting because it would be um, situations like that. That's obviously a, a mild like situation where it's like, oh, just help with some trees. But um, you know, there was like some pretty high pressure moments with that. Like mm-hmm. we would have a class um, called Project Pet where people would send in a photo of their pet. Mm-hmm. We would print like a black and white picture on the canvas, but mm-hmm. the class was like three hours long and we're supposed to teach people how to like turn that black and white photo into a color like painting. Mm. Like they, wow. would, they would kind of paint over the picture, right? Yeah. But you know, easier said than done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially if people have never painted before. So that was like extremely stressful to, to try to teach. 
mm-hmm. um, more stressful, I would say, if you were one of the assistants, which was just like basically walking around and only helping people. Because mm-hmm. this is like people are emotionally invested, you know, it's, yeah. your, it's your cats, your dog, it's your family. So yeah, people would be like crying, like, oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my I, God. I, no, like, <laughs> seriously, we, every time there was always somebody that cried. Um because oh I just ruined it or oh this Aww. doesn't like they would just slap a bunch of paint on it and like you couldn't see the picture yeah. so I would have to be the one to save the day look at their photo be like all right let me mix up this color mm. mm-hmm. and you know try to save their painting and yeah. and I cared you know I really just wanted to help them but I think just through doing that a lot too um kind of being in that situation where it's like you do it or you know you don't mm-hmm. um that helped me to to get a lot better at color mixing and um just being able to like bring these paintings back from the dead, which I did a lot. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would, and they would be so grateful and so happy, and like that was really like you know rewarding, and um, and I loved that. You know, that was like those were the best moments, like when yeah. they thought it was all over, but I was still able to use like my skills to to make their day better, you know, and give them yeah. something that means a lot to them, you know, like mm-hmm. one of the coolest things. Yeah, sure. I feel like that's a that's a. Uh, it's one of the best ways to like learn something and become really good at something is when you have to teach it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, uh, when I had to teach Mark how to be, a, how to DJ and stuff, like I had to hone in on my own stuff too. And then of course they always have like questions that you didn't even think of that you would might need to like address later or whatever. And then like that in turn makes you better as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like teaching somebody how to do something is definitely like a great way to, level up it makes you think about it on like a deeper level Mm because a lot of us like if we're into something and you know we're good at it or whatever like we just it's just kind of natural yeah you know like you don't really you don't think about like it you know necessarily like Mm -hmm. what exactly am i doing because it's just something you do Mm -hmm. but when you have to like actually put it into words then Mm -hmm. it kind of does make you think about it on a deeper level like that which definitely helps and so how long were you at pino's palette at this time um, I, I worked at Pino's Palette for like, I would say almost four years, three, somewhere around there. Um, mm. and I, again, I loved working there. Um, at a certain point, like the type of person I am, like I, I always want to be growing and learning something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew and learned so much there and I'll always be grateful for that. But at a certain point, I just kind of felt like I was getting kind of stagnant yeah. And I wanted to move on because um, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to just, you know, teach these painting classes forever. Mm-hmm. Like, what's my next step? Like um, throughout working there, I had built up um, kind of like my own career, just doing paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, I had started doing my own artwork and had kind of been like selling prints and doing art shows and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, started to do a little bit of live painting things as well. Um but it was just kind of like, what's next? You yeah. know, like, what am I going to do for like kind of a steady job that's not this? Because I, I kind of felt like I had learned everything that I could from mm-hmm. doing that, which was a lot, you know. Yeah. But yeah. it was just like, I just kind of wanted to, you know, kind of level up and take that next step. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of when I started um, thinking about what I was going to do and, um Actually, Don, um, my, my good friend, he's an amazing artist, and he had started um, doing his tattoo apprenticeship. And that's what kind of like at least gave me the idea. Like I'd always thought tattooing was amazing and so cool. And 
for the longest time, I just, I never felt like I was good enough for mm -hmm. that. I was like, dang, like that's, that's some serious stuff. Like that's permanent on someone's body. Like that would give me so much anxiety. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. Um, and I always just kind of wrote myself off, but, um, the more I was painting and kind of like realized like, you know what, like I, I got a pretty steady hand, like maybe I could do that if I tried. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I gave it a shot, which, you know, I got so, so lucky, um, to, to have gotten into the industry kind of as fast and as easy as I did. Mm -hmm. So my case is not um, normal, I guess. I got super, super, super lucky. Um, but kind of as, it was crazy and I always kind of think like it was meant to be because as soon as I made that decision, like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to like try yeah. to become a tattoo artist. Um, things just started lining up, like just like a domino effect. It was just like boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't really explain it, but just one thing led to another. And um, I made my way into a shop, started working at the front desk at Symbolic mm -hmm. and um, did that for a while. Just like basically like receptionist type stuff, cleaning, lots of cleaning, mm -hmm. um, just kind of being the assistant, doing favors for everybody, just helping them out um, and was still doing my art. I, at that time, I was like, I, I think I was still working at Pino's Palette when I first um got the job at the front desk and that was kind of hard trying to balance the two um and uh I was also kind of like you know thinking about quitting at that time just because mm -hmm. I was kind of like trying to transition right right um but I was also doing a lot of pet portraits was kind of like my yeah. my like in-between job which I was just kind of freelancing like painting everybody's cats and dogs and I was like advertising those and I was doing pretty good with those. Like I was painting a lot. Like I've done probably like about a hundred freaking portraits. Oh wow. I would be at the front <laughs> desk. I remember that actually. I just that like unlocked a, a memory just now. I forgot that I was I would literally be at the front desk, like just during the day, like there wouldn't always be stuff to do. Yeah. I would bring in my my dog portraits and I'd bring a little paint <laughs> and like yeah. a little box and I would be like painting dogs like at the front. <laughs> and if I got a phone call or whatever, like I would just put it down. But yeah, that's that's how I was like paying my bills for a while I was doing the pet portraits. Um Did you ever paint any bunnies? Um bunnies? No. I did a I did a horse. I did a squirrel. Um, I think I did a cow. Um, I know, right? I don't think I ever bunnies though. Mm -mm. That one's kind of, it's gotta be a special cow. Or you're going to get it painted. <laughs> it was actually a super cute cow. It was like Aww. a little baby. It was like, it was like, <gasps> one of those like little furry cows, you know, yeah. like little fluffy ones. Oh my God. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I was doing those for a while and um and just trying my best to like kind of hustle with my paintings and like selling prints and stuff and i you know started doing like shirts and hoodies and like all kinds of merch and like i was doing fine yeah it was always very um <gasps> like those type of fluffy cows um yeah oh wow yes all right, yeah cute. that is pretty cute he just pulled up some <laughs> fluffy cow pictures yeah it was it was amazing you have to stop what you're doing right now if you're listening to this episode and search google search fluffy baby cow and yes. you're not gonna be disappointed inspiring you're not gonna be disappointed <laughs> your day just got 20 yeah. times better you're welcome no, I, I couldn't i couldn't eat that no <laughs> i like you're my pet now Basically, <laughs> no, you cannot eat that. 
But yeah, um, did those and uh, eventually started just, uh, I did my tattoo apprenticeship, got that started um, under Jose um, Fabian Valadez, who's a super amazing artist, very, very grateful for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been amazing. And I, I really just, I, I can't complain at all. Like, I'm just, I'm so blessed to be where I'm at under the amazing artists. And, and really everybody at my shop is is very, very supportive. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's like, what do they say? Like, takes a village. Yeah. You know? um, so I, I really feel like they've all kind of taken me under their wing. And um, I have so much to learn, but they're they're amazing. They're there with me every step of the way. Yeah. Before we get into the tattooing part, I want to like touch a little bit on your style of painting because you have a different style of painting. What what would you kind of call that? Um, I I guess like if I had to put it into a a genre, um, a lot of my art fits in with like what you'd call like um, visionary art or maybe like surreal or like pop surrealism. Mm-hmm. Um, but or maybe like flow painting, I guess, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to do kind of a mixture of all those elements. Um, I, I worked for a long time to kind of get to a That's point cool. where like it would be like my own recognizable style. Yeah. So when people like started, you know, I would get like comments that, like, oh, yeah, I can tell that's like a Michelle or Tripoli. Like that would yeah. make me so happy because that's like really what I wanted to do for, for a long time. When I first started, I was just kind of trying everything because mm-hmm. um, I just didn't know like what was yours. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. didn't really I hadn't found myself like as an artist quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, like I kind of started developing my own style and uh yeah i've been kind of rolling with it ever since i usually kind of um i like to have a subject like a you know real you know object or you know person or animal or whatever Mm -hmm. it is um and then i kind of like to um i guess abstract it i guess a little bit so like i'll take it but then add my own elements to it whether it be just like flowing patterns yeah um crazy different colors um, I really love the the concept of like movement in art. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of my work um, tends to have kind of like a little trail that you can follow with your eyes. And, and that's always yeah. been fun for me. I kind of I'll start with just, you know, a shape and then add a line, mm-hmm. keep kind of rolling with that. And it, it just kind of paints itself after a while. I mm-hmm. just kind of let it guide me in a little in a way, you know. Yeah. I think that's what attracted me to your like art style, whatever. I've always been into like psychedelics and stuff. And after that Pino's palette class, we exchanged Instagrams or whatever. And like, I always followed you. And then I was like, I can see this girl like being a heavy hitter in town. That's why I had to introduce my cousin to you. I was like, you got to meet this heavy hitter. She's mm-hmm. if she she don't know it yet, but she's gonna be a heavy hitter in town. Damn! Um, look at that. We've been cheering you on forever. <laughs> I love that. And I know. here you are, and like you know, yeah, with what with what you said with it, like uh, flowing and stuff like that. It's it it caught my eye because for like, sure, for sure that um, it's way that different than what anybody else here in town definitely is doing. But like, mm-hmm. just even as a whole, like I don't only run into it occasionally because I'm not like a full like hippie or nothing but you know, yeah. you're a hippie michelle <laughs> I, I, i'm okay with that <laughs> hippies are cool man yeah my favorite one of yours is that girl or that mac miller piece that you have like oh yeah yeah i think those are, are probably like my two um 
most favorited ones. Like people are always drawn to those for sure, which honestly, same. Those are probably two of my favorites as well. Yeah. How long did that take you to do? What's crazy is um, you're talking about um, Thrive where it's the it's the girl with the greenery. Yes. Yeah. Um, she was right. She right there. took about a week. And that's what? A, uh-huh, that's like holy a, shit, dude. That's like a smaller one. That's like a, a 12 by 12 inch. Um, I remember I well, sketched still it out. Though, but like even if it was 12 by 12, I mean, like you have to, you know, scale it down, which is also hard. Yeah. Scaling it down is hard as much as scaling it up is. That one went pretty quick, maybe because it was smaller, I guess. I just mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know. It, it just happened. And I, I still love it so much. Um, mm mm-hmm. And then the the Mac Miller piece I made, R.I.P. Mac. Um, yeah, that one sure. was about a three year process. Damn. Which scroll up. I'm thinking of the one with the glasses. Yeah, because that was like um, he passed away in right 2018, then. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been a huge fan of Mac. Like I remember painting to his music a lot, and uh, yeah, um, I always kind of felt like I was like growing with him um i appreciate mm-hmm. him because he was never afraid to like be himself and to try new styles and yeah i don't know man like i just i just um resonated with him a lot and so i was i was definitely super bummed to hear about his passing and i knew i wanted to do a really cool tribute piece um so that one basically incorporates all of his most of his um album cover artwork and I didn't know exactly how I was going to do that when I started it. So I just kind of started somewhere and that's kind of why it took so long. Cause you know, sometimes I didn't know how I was going to incorporate the next thing into it. Sometimes I would just sit down to like work on it and I would end up just staring at it for like a couple hours and being like, Nope, not today. Yeah. I'm try again next week. Um, <laughs> so there would be lots of times, like lots of time would go by between, sessions on it um which i was okay with i knew it wasn't something i wanted to rush because i really wanted it to be something special yeah for sure so in between um okay so you transitioned from pinos palette to tattooing but in that time frame and it's a really small time frame yeah um you also start doing festival or live painting and then is festival painting when you're already in tattooing or still in that transition period because you've done a lot are you like um, yeah, even so in let's that transition? See. Let's let's let me think. Um, I I think I first started to do like live painting, which b- basically just means you just you're alive, you're a person, and you're painting. <laughs> you're alive, you're a person. You're, you're there. You're painting. You're live. breathing. <laughs> yeah, you're painting. You're like, moving at an event, um, usually centered around music. Um, I would say. I went to a um, a final Friday yeah. um, put on by Tribal Roots. Look them up if you're not familiar. Super awesome art collective. Stop um, what you're doing right now if you're listening to yeah, that. Yeah, stop what you're this. doing. Go follow Tribal Roots. They have put on super amazing events. And like... Your day just got 30 times more better. They're only going up from here. But yeah, I went to one of their shows. Um, it was at what used to be the pop-up park is currently called Chainlink Gallery Place. Anyway... Um, and I just, I loved the vibe. They do, um, like EDM type music, like Mm -hmm. many different, you know, sub genres and on all that, of course, but, um, lots of really cool, um, type of art. And I was very inspired and I was like, man, like, I really want to be a part of this. And I actually just messaged the page and was like, Hey, 
my name is Michelle Tribley. I do Damn, art. Look at you. And I just kind of put myself Going out there. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I just wanted to do it because there was artists there. And I was like, I could totally be doing this too. And, yeah. Um, and they were, of course, like, just like, yeah, like, come do your thing. And so um, I started coming to their shows, setting up, um, mm-hmm. painting things to like some really cool music. Yeah. And I loved it. I fell in love with it right away. There's something about. Um, which I usually paint to music anyway, but there's something about like a live set. Um, I, I feel like I can tune in to the energy that's emitted from that music. And I kind of use that as fuel to yeah. inspire my painting. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of became like a, a regular painter at those shows. I was doing that pretty much anytime they had an event. Like I was, I was always there mm-hmm. and, um, that kind of helped me to get like more of an, my name out there a little bit. And, uh, I started getting invited to do more things. Um, I think I kind of got into more like the local music scene, like, um, kind of like live, um, like singers and performers too. Um, enjoy fountains, amazing musician as well. She was on the voice. She's like Wichita famous too. She's awesome. So while we, gear up to hearing a little bit more about your live painting with some awesome artists uh-huh. let's go into a quick break so that we could also introduce that drink and go into that next segue let's do it yeah yeah I'm sorry i can't figure out a good way to do that one yeah They find their way into your life. Yeah. More more Duck Squad activities coming. We still haven't talked about bunnies. what that even is. <laughs> They're like ducks and bunnies. What is, yeah. what is going on? And I'm playing all ducky music today. I didn't know who ducky was, but just based off the name, I'm here for it. Yeah, she's cool. She's she, she been getting really, really ravey these last couple of years. But when I first discovered her, she was a little more clubby, kind of more in my taste. But, I mean, she's starting to sing and stuff on her stuff now. And it's her voice you can hear right now. That's cool. So, yeah. Welcome back, listeners. Here's to you. We're in the second segment with our special guest, Michelle Tripoli here. I know we keep mentioning the Duck Squad. We'll we'll probably get into it here in a little bit. You have to be cool enough. You have to buy a membership. We sell them for $30. It's not a cult. Yeah, but it is a membership. It's for $30, (laughs) and that money goes to support this podcast. Exactly. And more more ducks. And more ducks, because more people need the ducks in their lives. We have to spread the The, ducks. the, The more that 
This keeps growing the bigger the ideas that we have for said ducks. So many possibilities. Very many possibilities. Anyways, welcome back, everybody. We got Fanister McAllister over here making the drink for us today because it's just us two. What you got in your hand there, Fanny? Right now, I am pouring some Una Vida into, what are these things called? Shakers? Um, That thing that you just, that yeah, that was the shaker lid. You just poured that tequila into. Leave me alone. You're pouring it into the shaker. I thought so. Okay. It's preloaded with ice, I'm assuming, and Not maybe some other <laughs> ingredients. It's her first day as a bartender. Um, she yeah, is making a drink that we are calling Michelle's Tulum Special. Michelle loves, um, she's told us she likes those Long Islands. That's true. Those long, um, she likes long walks on the beach while holding hands. Um, <laughs> she likes pineapple tequila when you want to try and take her out. Yes. Um, and she's not cheap with the tequila, so you better make sure that you buy her some good. Give me that like shelf. $40 and up because that's all we do here. That's right. So mm. um, we are adding some pineapple and mango with a... Uh, chamoy rim and um, some chili powder and tajin and yeah I think this is going to be pretty good I wish you guys could see the cocktail glass but Dusty says that we're not smart enough to do video yet so I was going to say you got to mention the glass yeah because this glass (laughs) this glass is really cool like I bought this new glass on Amazon you guys and it has a woman's body and it's honestly just like empowering. We'll That's take all a it we'll is. take a picture of it. <laughs> it's just empowering. Not that we're not smart enough to do videos, just our listeners haven't donated enough to <laughs> let us expand into yeah, making videos. So if you wanna let us expand into making videos so you can see our faces as we drink these drinks, go to our Instagram, follow the link. He was like, tree. where is it? It's a, it's, <laughs> you gotta remember. The, Here's I forgot what it was Follow called. us on here's it's, to you, cast on Instagram. I was trying to say it's the link tree link yes, on it's our a Instagram. Link in our bio. It'll take you to where you can push a button and donate <laughs> some money to us so we can get some more equipment. Yes. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of equipment and, you know, doing stuff live, that's where we left off with you, Michelle, is doing Mm. live paintings at shows and how you're getting into that um do you have to take out extra stuff or like you have to be more conscious about what you're taking out to do that um i i still just kind of wing it when i do those to be honest um depends on the event sometimes i i go with like a plan like i'm gonna paint this like for that night and um other times i just kind of bring something i've been working on um, but I think where we left off, I was I was saying how I started um, live painting with Treble Roots, mm-hmm. and with that I was just kind of bringing my own artwork, and um, I would just bring something I had been working on, add a little bit to it that evening, um, and then just kind of you know just be like a work in progress, and I would maybe bring it the next time too, and just kind of keep adding a little bit. Um, but I started kind of doing more with like the like the live music scene, like singers and musicians. Mm. Um, through um, Enjoy Fountain, she invited me to do, she asked me if I speed paint randomly, which was crazy because mm. like I'd been like a fan of hers for a while and out of nowhere she just messaged me and was like, oh my gosh, she, yeah. she knows who I am, that's crazy. Is that a thing, speed painting? Yeah, like I don't know, like where you see people like 
they just like get down on the painting in like a couple minutes and they, mm-hmm. you know, big reveal. Like they'll like mm. some people like they'll paint upside down. And, like you don't even know what they're painting until like they're done. They flip it around. And you're like, oh my gosh, wow. it's a giraffe. Or, you know, I don't know, yeah. something like that, which I just hadn't done that because I usually, like I said, just kind of would like bring something and just like add a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she asked me if I speed paint. I'm like, I mean, like, no, but like, like anything for you. Enjoy. And I was like, whatever, you know, like I work well under pressure, like whatever you need me to do. Like, I just wanted to paint her thing. I thought that was a super cool mm-hmm. opportunity. And um, she was doing this. um Oh gosh, forgive me. I don't remember the exact name of it. Um, something like a like a talent expo um, at uh, um, Crown Up Town, and she was gonna end the night or close to it maybe with um, her singing Aretha Franklin. So oh. she wanted me to do a speed paint like during her song, which is you know just a couple minutes mm-hmm. um, of Aretha. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I had never really done anything quite like that. Oh my gosh, this drink is beautiful. Thank you. For <laughs> you have to try it. I wish you could see this. I'm going to take a picture of it. Sorry. Yeah, do it. Um, yeah, she got the cup with the tits. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it is so beautiful, though. But and, and the booty. Yes. Yeah. It's like smack worthy booty. I rubbed it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he totally did. He, he tried to make a wish. <laughs> I really hope it's good. What's that Delicious. Like? It tastes like mango and pineapple and. Does it make you feel like you're on a beach in Mexico? It makes me feel. It makes me feel like <laughs> a natural. That's the song that I life painted to at the kind of tone. Because mm. um, she was doing Aretha, you know? Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, that was stressful. I, I was, like, practicing um, in my studio at home, like, I would put on that song and it's like a two and a half minute song. Like, yeah. come on. Like most song, I was like, can it at least be like a four minute song? But no, it's two and a half minutes. Damn. Um, I know, right? Perfect. To paint like, you know, a portrait of somebody was crazy. Yeah. Um, so I like painted her like three or four times and I was like trying to like figure out how I was gonna go about it. Like I ended up kind of like sketching a little bit of her on there first. And it was really, you know, I mean, for me, it was, like, not very detailed, and uh, I did my best, you know. But um, everybody else seemed to like it, so that was cool. Of course, I'm always my own biggest critic, but yeah, uh, everybody seemed very, very impressed with it. I mean, it looked like her, like, you know, it, it, I, I did that. I did that. Um, but then um, that kind of started um, me getting invited to do other live painting events at um, – local shows around like kind of like downtown Wichita and stuff started meeting more people and just kind of kept going from there um ended up that's kind of what led me to meet a couple other people um and sort of how I did the the Snoop Dogg thing I was like I got invited to life paint during the opening act um with uh Rudy Love Jr and um like he was opening for Snoop Dogg when he came to wave like last was that maybe a year or two ago yeah um, roughly within the last two years yeah i remember um and so that was cool and then I, it was also it was kind of like a combination of that like i was just gonna live paint and that was gonna be it um but then uh anthony joiner with uh mulberry gallery had also asked me um because he was kind of um talking with the the owners of wave 
and they wanted to commission some artists to make a painting or two. There's two of us that did it. Um, Dominique Joyner did one as well um, to gift to Snoop Dogg after his show. So he he called me and he's like, hey, do you think you can get a painting done by the end of the show? And this was like, like it was like a Monday and the show was like, oh, on Wednesday. Um, but he didn't know that I was already going to live paint. So I was like, yeah, like I'm literally working on like this sketch for this right now. And it just ended up being like, um, it's just like a painting of Snoop Dogg basically, but kind of like in my style. Um, so that was cool. That, that, um, came together nicely because I was already going to do the painting, but now it was like that painting's going to be, you know, given to him and he's actually going to keep it. So that was super, super awesome. Um, and I ended up getting to meet him too, which was like crazy. I, I, I forget that actually happened. It doesn't even seem real sometimes, but yeah, that was wild. Um, I didn't know if I was going to or not. I just kind of like I had it in my head. Like I was like, I knew there was a chance, but I didn't know if that was actually going to happen or not. Um, cause I did the painting just for the opening set. Right. And like, I got it done. Um, and then after the show, like I was just backstage the whole time, like watching like from like the sidelines or whatever. And then, uh, the concert was over and like everybody left, like all the performers, they were like, all right, let's go grab a beer. And like, they were just like, leaving and I just thought that was crazy I was like you guys you guys are stupid because you could just stick around and like if there's a chance to meet him like he's here like mm -hmm. you're not gonna meet him if if you leave you know yeah. and again I still didn't really know like what was gonna happen but um my painting when I finished it it was just like like right behind this like led screen like where he was you know performing and <laughs> I I was just like watching it the whole time like it was just backstage the entire show and he didn't see it when he came on, of course, because he walks like the other way. Mm -hmm. And then when he left, he walked the other way, of course, because I, I like tried to angle it where like I thought he yeah. would like walk past it and see it. Yeah. So I could like see his like initial reaction. But mm -hmm. no, he did not see it. Um, but I was just like waiting on the very side of the stage and just kind of seeing what was going to happen because that painting was there and I was just going to watch mm -hmm. it until it was gone. Yeah. But um, it was like, you know, 20 minutes after the show, like pretty much nobody was there still. Um, me and the like security guy, like the stage security dude or whatever, like we had become like cool at that point. Like he knew that I painted <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, he kept like giving me high fives and stuff. Like, oh, that's awesome. um, but I remember I was just like kind of watching it and then I saw the owners of Wave um, come up to the to the painting and they grabbed it and they took it to the opposite side of the stage where where Snoop was and I was like oh snap like they're gonna go take it to him but I thought like you know I remember kind of being disappointed at that point I was like oh okay I guess that's it mm -hmm. and I was like well, yeah because it's almost like yeah you're gonna get it Right, I was like, they're just gonna like, take him the painting, look and what then what we got for you, right? Because yeah. it was like them, like they, you know, they paid me to to mm -hmm. do that painting. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, that's fine, and even it's still cool regardless. Like even if I didn't end up getting to meet him, still would have been super happy just for the opportunity. Like that's still super cool. Um, but I was just gonna wait. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay right here. Nobody's kicking me out yet, so I'm just gonna like stand here and see you know what's up yeah and then it was like maybe 10 minutes 20 minutes i don't know it felt like forever 
But then sure enough, that, that security guard who was like my friend at that point, he, he, I see him like come out from that other side of the stage. He's looking for me and like, I'm literally just standing right there waiting. And he like points at me and he like, like yeah. does like a thumb like motion, like, like pointing <laughs> behind him, like, come yeah. on. And he like, it was like a dream. Like he like grabs my hand and he like rushes me back there. We're like literally running. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. And uh, yeah, I, I go back there, and um, he's just he's just chilling there, smoking a joint. Obviously, yeah. I don't think he had ever stopped since he got <laughs> <No>. there. Um, <laughs> but he was just like casually just talking to everybody, like he was talking to the owners, and he had like his like crew around him. Like I'm assuming people he like you know goes on tour with and stuff like that. Um, and I was just like waiting there, like oh my god, oh my god, he's right there. That's crazy. And I don't know, not, not anything crazy to report, really. Like, I um, eventually they introduced me, and they're like, this is the artist. And he was so sweet. He's pretty much exactly, like, what you'd expect. Like, he, he's not, like, any different than when you see him, like, you know, on an interview or on a show. Like, he's just the same exact dude. He was just, he's very stoned, I think. But <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, this is very beautiful. Like, thank you so much. Like, you just kept saying it was beautiful. And. And I was like pretty starstruck. Like I yeah. probably, if I had mm. more time to think uh -huh. about it, like I probably would have, you know, said something more like interesting or introduced myself more. Like I don't know, but I was just like, thanks. Like <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Worked really hard on it. Or, I don't know. <laughs> but um, he was super cool. He gave me a hug, and um, yeah, it's apparently that painting is. Uh, hanging in the, the Snoop compound, I guess it's called. It's like his studio mm. mansion mm. Like place. Like, I guess he, it's like he got like his, you know, recording studio and then he has like, like a casino thing in there. And then he has like an art gallery area. So I, apparently that's where it's hanging. So mm -hmm. I, so I hear, I would mm. love to see it, like a picture of it hanging yeah, up that would make my sure. whole life, yeah. but I haven't, I haven't seen it since, but that, that happened. It was crazy. Well, I'm sure one of us will get famous enough to where we'll end up at the Snoop compound. Man, I know, right? That'd be cool. I feel like that's going to be Dusty. Dusty's going to yeah. be the first one to end up at the Snoop compound. No, nah, it's going to be Michelle, and she's going to be like, oh, let me, let me bring Dusty with. Man. That was like some ghost activity. <laughs> okay. Ghost just knocked over the It's not the mixer. first time that we've experienced that in this building. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, There's a ghost in this building. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Is, it's it an nice, old, is it a nice ghost at least? It's an old fire station. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's a fire station. Before, you know, they've just, you know, kind of made noise out there or mm -hmm. flipped right. on the lights that are motion censored. Right. And we're the only ones uh, here. Knock over our fan. Uh, that happened last time. You oh, hear yeah, it. that did. You can hear it in Sergio's <gasps> Maybe episode. It's this room. Oh, my gosh. I think it's this room. That was weird, though, <laughs> honestly, because like this is not even tight. Oh, I guess it was a little bit. I don't know. What was do you it think? gravity or was it a ghost? I don't know. All I know is they're closer to you guys every time <laughs> than to me. So I feel like I'm good. Damn. <laughs> they ain't following wrong. me home. You're not wrong. <laughs> I already got ghosts in my house. So what's what's one more? Right? <laughs> what do you think of your special Tulum drink? I I'm sorry. I'm not a bartender. It's just delicious. Thank you so much. This is amazing. I've never had a drink named after me. So <laughs> whatever, whatever you did, I like it. That means okay. you have to go to Tulum with us. Mm -hmm. Man, I should. Sounds amazing. You have a year to plan. So you can do it. Wait, it's next year? Yeah. 
Oh, then you can do it. October 2023. Oh, yeah, if it's next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's definitely go. Yeah. Yeah. We're planning it. It's been the hot spot for well-off vacationers as of late. A lot of people have been going down to Tulum. Mm -hmm. I've heard some things. Sounds fun. Yeah. Pretty gentrified. Mm -hmm. The tourist area. Mm -hmm. But it will be fun. Emily wants to be an influencer. (laughs) Yeah. What doesn't she want to be? Yeah. She's like, I'm going to be a vlogger. I bought a vlogging kit. We're like, bitch, where's the vlogging kit? Because we could use it right now. (laughs) Like, I'm too busy. I'm getting into real estate now. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm tired of being in the medical field. Oh, we love Emily. I Shout wish out she was to you, Emily. I wish she was here. Yes. We miss you. Do you need a napkin? Um, no, I'm cool. Okay. Okay. Thanks, but but I do have a really quick question, and you might have already answered this when I had to go run off to get a napkin um, for Dusty or in the middle of me making a drink, so not fully paying attention. But when you went and did the live painting, painting for Snoop Dogg, did you start doing that like at home or were you like starting from scratch and did it all in the at the show yeah great question um so i i knew that i had to get that painting done by the end of the show because you know that's it like he's gonna take it home so Mm -hmm. but i also knew that i didn't want it to be just like a quick you know bullshit painting like i really wanted it to be you know you know what i could you know the best that that i could do um so i had started sketching it and kind of planning what it was going to look like on i remember it was a monday um and the show was a wednesday i think so i had it like Mm -hmm. what three days um and i busted my ass i have never because that was a big painting that's like what like three by three feet or something like that damn that's pretty Um, big which like for me like you know on those that size like those will take me several months sometimes years Mm -hmm. um to finish one um but i worked so hard and i was so stressed like i was like pulling my hair out like getting so like you know i I overworked myself for sure yeah yeah i was barely sleeping like because i was still trying to do you know tattooing or whatever else i was doing for sure um but I made it happen, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, it's Snoop Dogg. I was like, I better, Fuck yeah. you know, yeah. do, do the damn thing. So, so yeah, I started it, um, Monday. So about three days, I got it pretty much done. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like I, I didn't want to have anything less than my best work or what I was able to do in th- three days. That's insane. Um, so at the show, um, during the actual, it was like maybe like an hour, I, I pretty much just like added some like finishing touches. Like if you look real close at it, there's like some little small, like white little details and things like that. That's mostly what I ended up doing mm-hmm. um, live, but it was it was pretty much done by the time that I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, for that reason, just that like it was gonna like go to him and and I didn't I didn't want to fuck it up, so I was mm-hmm. like, all mm-hmm. right, I'm gonna get it basically there. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are right. That is a big painting because in this picture here, like it's in between you and Snoop, and you're crouching down, like you could almost hide yeah. behind it. Which is funny. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, you really. Yeah. I, I remember when we took that picture, because um, in the picture I'm crouching down and Snoop is like kind of leaning, like he's standing though. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I thought we were both gonna be crouching with it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what was happening, and then I look over and he's still standing, and he said something like, "Oh yeah, I'm too old for that," or something. <laughs> but he, he is like low key like an old man. Like he's got little gray hairs, and like I remember when I hugged him, like he's wearing like a like a a plaid like long sleeve shirt. Yeah. I, <laughs> like I hugged him, and it just like. Like, I thought I would be touching him already, but, like, it just kept going. Like, he's so skinny. It kept and going, just, yeah. like, down. He's just, like, a little <laughs> just skinny, like, bony old man. Um, but, yeah, he said something about his joints or something. <laughs> That's why he wasn't crouching down with me. Uh, so I, makes I, sense. I could have just sense. been standing, too, but, yeah. I, and it was just a fast moment. I was not even ready. Whoever took that picture, like... Wow, they could have done better, but you know, yeah, it's okay. That's somebody, funny somebody needs to get Snoop some cases for his joints so oh he can my gosh. crouch down. Well, he he was probably like, "This is why I smoke weed because of my arthritis." No, yeah, I think in the picture he hey. literally has a joint in his mouth. I mean, he definitely did, even when I was talking to him. He just more than likely, highly, highly probable. Never from, goes without you know it. What, and and you know, uh, you did a very good job on this painting. I feel like that is such mm-hmm. a perfect painting for him. Um, you know, you got him. He's blowing out smoke, and it's all different colors. Yeah, yep. Snoop can get trippy like that. Yeah. And then you did the the main hue of it is like in blue, which like you know he he reps that yeah. crip side. That's yeah. exactly right. And yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It, if and it's I very you. I also would have put it in my compound. Yeah, yeah, I wanted it to be like something he would appreciate, but also like. And you it's know. also your signature. Yeah. I mean, like without it being on there, or I don't know if it if you did sign it, but like at the end of the day, like that's a very like this is a Michelle a Michelle Tripoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. that was definitely the goal to do something that like he would appreciate, but also that would like, you know, set myself you know apart from For just sure. any random painting. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominique Joyner did a super cool portrait of him too um, that I think hers actually got posted to his uh, Instagram account which is amazing mm-hmm. mine wow. was like on the story for like a little bit but hers mm-hmm. is actually like a whole post like mm-hmm. you can look mm-hmm. at Snoop Dogg's Instagram and it's on there um, hers is really cool too she did like a blue background as well um, and I think it's like some of his lyrics in the background mm-hmm. um, he's got like a little like floaty crown above him it's super awesome um so yeah she she did a super cool job with that too mm-hmm. that's really cool and you were saying this earlier so like in the midst of all all of this you're still tattooing yeah which yeah. is another which is your full-time job this was after you transitioned from pinos palette to tattooing right yeah um because that was last it must have been last summer then. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like it was kind of in the midst of it because I knew it was twenty one. It that was you were yeah. like kind of transitioning out of pianos and starting to do tattooing, and then that show popped up, and I was like, "Yo, her stock is hella rising right now." Her stock, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably like what like maybe like July or something like that when he came to Wichita, and I had started tattooing. Um, June last year, so at that point, I must have only been tattooing for like. A month or so so i was like super new at it which mm-hmm. like you know like even though i was doing really simple stuff like that was like very stressful like that like that first couple months because mm-hmm. i don't know what the hell i'm doing like i'm just getting through the day you know like i'm just trying um now it's like i go in and you know i'm, I'm still i have so much to learn um 
and I'm still very much like new at it, but um, I don't go in there like nervous anymore. At least like I used to be like, <laughs> are you are you currently like the newest artist in the shop? Um, yes, yes, definitely, yeah. What was from your transition? How long were you? Because you went into your apprenticeship and then you started tattooing. How long was it before you actually tattooed a client? Um, so my apprenticeship technically started, like, I think when I got my apprentice license in the mail, that was like February, um, 2021 probably. And then, um, there's a lot of things you have to do. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of up to like your mentor and like your situation from what I hear. But me personally, I didn't really feel comfortable actually tattooing anybody until I did, um, you know, learn my stuff. Like you have to take like an online class for, you know, like your health and safety, your bloodborne mm-hmm. pathogens. Like you got to know like the medical side of it. It's not just about, you know, doing the techniques and doing the art. Like you got to, you know, it's you're for stabbing sure. somebody like that's, yeah, that's yeah. a whole like medical sure. procedure. So I, I didn't want to do that um, until I felt like I was really ready. So I did my online class um, I did a lot of shadowing, like watching um, artists in the shop, mainly my mentor. Um, and then I I think I actually started tattooing around June. So that was a pretty good uh, gap there, I guess. It's like February. Yeah, it was a while. But um, yeah, and I, I kind of had to save up to get like my first machine and stuff like that. Um, I did like some little tattoos on like fake skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my very first tattoo, I just did on my own leg cause mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have anybody that wanted to be like my very first yeah. test subject. Really? Understandable. What, what, what'd you do though on your leg? Um, so it's just, it was like a really simple, just like little rose with like a little stem and some leaves. Were um, you nervous about that? Was that still different when you tattooed you to tattooing a client? Whether it was a friend or not, right? It was somebody outside of your own skin. What yeah. What was the difference? Um, when I tattooed myself, my own leg, I was actually really excited. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just excited to, like, be doing it. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually... Like, when yeah. I made that very first line, I was like... Like, I didn't... Like, it hurt, obviously, like, kind of, yeah. you know? But I, I didn't even really, like, feel the pain or anything. I was just excited to be, like, taking that step. Yeah. Um. So I was I was just super stoked, and when I got done, I was like running around the shop showing everybody. <laughs> That's like, Look awesome! What I did. <laughs> it was like your first bunny yeah, drawing again. <laughs> yes, I was so happy, and like it was fine. Like I did a good job for my first one. Like mm-hmm. I probably went like a little deeper into the skin, like just a little bit, but like overall, like it it was good, you know. Yeah. Um, but then um, I'm trying to think of my very first tattoo. I guess my very first one on skin was actually on my, my mentor, Jose, mm-hmm. um, which could have been better, but, you know, it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a couple more sessions on it. And, like, it was, you know, he, he sacrificed a little section of his leg. So grateful to him for that. But Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, that was a little more nerve-wracking, of course. But um, he was really cool about it. And um, I learned a lot during – that session you know Mm -hmm. he was kind of walking me through it and stuff like that um so that wasn't as bad I think the most nerve-wracking thing was like maybe my first one that wasn't like somebody in the shop Mm -hmm. and I think that was my friend um Rosa I did a B on her and like she's really cool a close friend of mine so like 
it wasn't as bad, but I was still like internally screaming. Yeah. <laughs> just like, don't fuck this up. Yeah. Um, and it, it healed fine and stuff. But yeah, it's um, definitely nerve wracking at first. And it, it continued to be for several months. But just each day it got a little easier, you know, as mm-hmm. with anything. Anything yeah, for sure. that you're not used to doing, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be rough at first. But you just got to keep going, you know. Um, try not to get discouraged because there's definitely some days where I'm like, dang, like, like, can I really do this? Like, am I cut out for this? And, you know, it's, you got to have thick skin for it for sure. But, um, try to take every, every little failure as like a lesson and not get discouraged, but just try to see what I can learn from it. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely long way to go still, but I'm learning every day, so what what would you say is your um experience so far as a new artist in this industry um i again i i feel i feel like my experience is um i'm just i'm so blessed um my experience is probably not very typical because i've just had i've had an overwhelming amount of support it's it's insane i Mm -hmm. i don't know what I did to to deserve the the love that I get it's it's crazy because um, when I when I started tattooing I I already had a, like a little bit of a following just for my painting so mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were super excited to hear I was tattooing and um, like I already kind of had like that trust you know um, so I was kind of able to kind of pick and choose a little bit more about what I did I didn't have to just rely on like the general public or whoever came into our particular shop Mm -hmm. for clients. Like I already kind of had my own like clientele, like little base already. Um, So that I understand is, is um, not typical, I guess. Like I I was was lucky to have that. Um, But yeah, I, I owe a lot of what I've been able to do to, like each and every person that has trusted me, like even though I was new at tattooing, they still were like, you know, I trust you to, to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, and that would kind of even be like really intimidating too at first to hear like, <laughs> like, cause yeah. people just don't understand exactly like how For different sure. that really is. Like they'd be like, oh, I see your paintings. So like, I know you could do this tattoo. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, I'm glad that you trust me like that. But it was um, like people believed in me more than than I did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a, a thing I had to kind of get over and, and deal with, like kind of trying to, you know, it was very very humbling to tell people like, like they would be like, oh yeah, I want you to do this like super realistic, like psychedelic, colorful piece, and I'm like, um, I'm just doing like really basic outlines right now, like that's all, because it's so different than painting, right? Um, and you know now I'm I'm taking on like you know more intricate stuff. But when I first started, it was, uh, yeah, it, it kind of sucked to have to tell so many people no when they were just so excited. You know, yeah. and I was like, I wish I could do that for you. I really do, but um, give me give me some time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that has that was really um, crazy, a blessing, amazing that I already had so much um, support. Mm-hmm. Um, from the jump, um, and it's just continued to grow, which I'm very thankful for. As you continue to grow as a, as an artist in tattooing, um, and and you're like 
pet portraits are really like wow <laughs> those are i mean all of your tattoos are really amazing but you can really tell like that that's where your not necessarily your heart is because it, they're always there your heart's there in all of your tattoos right but your your talent really shows in a lot of those is there a certain style that you're hoping to aim for like to have like your signature like what you do have right now with your paintings man um that's a great question um so yeah like i have had a lot of um successful pet portrait tattoos already and i do owe that to um that i was doing pet portraits mm -hmm. for for a while like as my job so when i started kind of getting more comfortable with tattooing um that happened a little more naturally i would say um when I did my very first one, I was nervous at first, but once I kind of got into it, I was like, oh, this is actually, like, I don't want to say easier because it's, it's different, you know, but mm -hmm. when I would do a painting, it would be like, there's so many more layers and there's color and there's just, it would, it'd be a whole thing. Um, so when it's just like a tattoo, it's just black and grays, like it was almost a little more simplified. So it, it really wasn't scary. Like it's still, you know, Right, right. A whole intense thing, but um, yeah. Um, but overall, I've thought about this um, a good amount, and I, I'm kind of undecided. Like overall, like what kind of tattoo artist like I would like to to be. Um, lately, like you know, I'm just trying a little bit of everything. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very new in this industry, so I feel like that's how it should be. I should be just kind of trying to you know master all the styles first right um before i just pick one and focus on it um but i i love doing um black and gray realism mm -hmm. I, I love the challenge of it i did a lot of portraits i did a lot of like realistic things like for for commissions mm -hmm. um like custom work you know just to to pay the bills and stuff like that so i i do love that I love portraits and especially pet portraits because they just mean so much to that person. Yeah. And so when I, you know, can use my passion and my skill to give somebody something so meaningful that they will treasure, you know, on their body permanently, like that's really special. And I don't take that for granted. So like that's, that kind of goes back to how like I felt when I would do those and I would save the day at the mm -hmm. pet portraits, like, and just, you know, being able to use what I do to um, have an impact on somebody's life. Like, that's that's what it's all about, you know? Yeah. Um, but I also just love to have fun with art, and I love color, and I love fun, quirky, weird stuff. So I also really love, like, pop, like, surrealism, you know, like, more like my style, like, trippy stuff, mm -hmm. um, colorful, bright, fun art. Um, and those are like almost opposites. So yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like on both spectrums. I love, I love both of them. Um, overall, I would say like if I had to, you know, predict like where I'll end up, I would say like it would be really cool to be known um, for doing tattoos that resemble my paintings. For my sure. psychedelic, you know, cool, colorful stuff. Um, which I'll get there one day, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. Um, I'm learning more every day and we'll see where it goes. Well, you're, you're in what's something as your, in, in your opinion that 
you wish was a little different in the industry? Um, oh man, mixed feelings about that for sure. Like the first thing that comes to mind is just like the, like it's, it's a very hard industry to get into, mm-hmm. but I also feel like that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it, it can be when, um, when somebody is going into it for the right reasons and like, you know, like they, they deserve to have that opportunity. Um, but you know, it's, it's very male dominated. Um, there's a lot of old fashioned ways of thinking about how the industry should be. And again, not necessarily wrong. Um, but the industry is evolving every day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just with technology, like it's, it's becoming more accessible. And, um, so it's just, it's just, it's tough to, to put into words, but, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to get into it, but I think there's people that are deserving of that chance that maybe don't get that because of the way that it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I happen to get, again, very lucky, um, but still like, you know, before, before really getting to know me or my art, like I was kind of brushed off. Um, but that's, that's why I got a shot was just because of like my paintings already. But, mm-hmm. um, I know plenty of artists that are so, so talented that are struggling female artists, um, mm-hmm. that can't, you know, get, get an apprenticeship. They can't get taken seriously. Um, so maybe that, so I'm always really excited when I, when I see, um, females in particular Mm -hmm. getting into the industry because, you know, we can, we can change the way that we're viewed and, you know, we can, we can do fucking badass art too, Mm -hmm. you know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I actually, in all of my, uh, professional dealings, like appointments, stuff, all my doctors, dentists, stuff. I I, be, I, I I prefer females to take care of me. <laughs> um, I feel like you guys provide way better care. And, you know, call me a mommy's boy or whatever, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's the way I feel. Yeah, I mean, I care. I Dusty's like, fuck these guys. They right. don't know me. Well, they yeah, it's they like... They just want to, like, pull me in, freaking do minimal work, and then we'll, like, yeah, yeah, it's whatever, and get their money, and it's that's it. I mean, that's, that's a thing. Like, sometimes the the old-fashioned ways, you know, mm. fuck you and do it my way or no way. And, mm-hmm. again, yeah. not necessarily a bad thing because, yeah. like, it's art. And as an artist, you should be allowed to set your own rules. That's mm-hmm. one of the best things about being a tattoo artist is you can kind of call the shots. And you, can, you can decide what you want to do and what you don't. Um. But it doesn't have to be so cutthroat, yeah. I don't think. Um, I I love finding that balance. I'm still kind of working on it. <laughs> I, um, I I love the like that moment, like I was kind of touching on earlier, when I can use what I can do um, art-wise to bring somebody's idea to life and to you know make a difference in their life um, using my skills. Um, so yeah what would you say um 
is something you would say to a new client who is wanting to get tattooed by you? Um, like somebody who's never got a tattoo before or just new to me? Mm, good question. <laughs> what would you say to Emily who has never gotten a tattoo before who tattoo. wants to get tattooed by you? <laughs> I've given a lot of people their very first tattoo and I feel like I'm a a good artist to go to for your first one because I am like I'm very caring like I don't know I don't I don't treat it as just like a like a you know a job necessarily like I really do care like if you're trusting me to give you permanent art like I I take that pretty seriously like that's that's an honor you know mm-hmm. um so I, I almost like I, I caught myself when I was like very new at tattooing which I still kind of do um I had a habit from Pino's palette like my job was to narrate what I was doing basically yeah and kind of like say step by step like all right now we're gonna take this brush and we're gonna take this color <laughs> and we're gonna mix up this and so i caught myself like when i was tattooing i was like all right now i'm gonna <laughs> prep your skin and now i'm gonna shave and now i'm gonna apply the stencil yeah but i feel like when you're new and you don't know what's going on like like that i was kind of pretty helpful yeah i was kind of like making that joke like to somebody and they're like no i actually really appreciate that because you're you know you're breaking it down for me like i don't know what's going on so yeah um so yeah it's like i think that's that's a big difference too it's like i don't i don't treat it as just like whatever and maybe that'll change i hope it doesn't i hope i always like care like as much as i as i do mm-hmm. you know for the individual person i don't ever want it to be like where i get burnt out um, and just stop yeah. caring about the person. Cause that's like, what oh, it's all about. I got to do a heart today with an arrow in it with Tammy's name on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, but, and I still get stuff like that too. And, and I try to treat it the exact same way because even if it's something, you know, to me, that's just like basic or like, you know, not, not using my like artistic, whatever to the fullest, um, still at the end of the day like they they chose me because they trust me mm-hmm. and oftentimes the people that ask me to do that kind of stuff don't know me at all so yeah. mm-hmm. for me that's even a bigger deal that they don't know me yet are trusting me to to mark them for life with something that usually you know means a lot even if it's like a basic pinterest infinity whatever like yeah. you know <laughs> still like i so i try to take that just as seriously as if it was like my own custom artwork, you know, I designed personally, you know, it's, it's at a certain point, it's not about me, you know, like, for sure. so I, I try to always look at it from that perspective. Has that been something that's been like hard, like disconnecting that, like, this isn't about me. This is all them versus like, this mm-hmm. is like a piece of artwork of mine that, I want to make me does that make sense yeah yeah it, it definitely depends on the client um and like kind of their expectations um usually if it's somebody that isn't familiar with my art and they just are kind of like they are very set like i want this exact thing um i just kind of kind of go with their idea a little more and just kind of let them you know i just give them what they want basically mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I get a lot of people that do already have like a lot of trust in me and, um, 
so like I said, most of the times I, I am very lucky to to kind of have artistic freedom with a lot of the things I do, um, which is awesome. So so most of the time I do get sent an idea and um, they kind of trust me to do my own thing with it and um, are usually very happy with, with the results um, because I, I, take, I take the time for sure. I spend so many hours, I stay up so late just drawing everybody's thing because because I care, you know, I don't want to just trace over something and mm-hmm. copy it on them. You know, I try to make everything unique and one of a kind. And, and I think that's appreciated. Hell yeah. I would say so. How many hours of sleep do you think you get <laughs> with having to stay up late doing drawings? Oh man. Like I'm a night owl anyway, but, um, I don't know. I also start late though. That's the thing too. Like I, I make my own hours, so I usually don't start tattooing until like two. But that seems to be a thing with, yeah, some of you guys that we know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you. I knew who you were gonna say. <laughs> I'll go Time sleep, management like, is hard. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, because I, I put tattooing above everything right now. Like above my own sleep, above eating like all of it which i know isn't great yeah have you eaten today i know you'd be forgetting to eat i did today, <laughs> actually well i knew we, we talked were, about that early remember <laughs> i knew we were gonna take some shots i was like i better go get a good <laughs> meal and, yeah. but normally you don't eat i mean i'll go i'll go grab like a snack you know and then just kind of power through um usually i'll eat after so it's like it's, sometimes it'll be like you know, five, six, seven, and I still haven't had breakfast and stuff like that. Like, PM. Holy shit! Um, yeah, yeah, I would be in such a bad mood. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. I yeah. I would be so mad. I don't know how I do. Some Even days. if you like start at two p.m. and you went until seven p.m. without eating. Yeah, like I'll have like a snack, you know, like granola bar, like. But um, oh fuck no! That's so. not my yeah. bed. I, I fast, so I I yeah, I'm it's working on it. I don't eat most. Are you pretty active too? Um, no, not really. Like, then I guess that's a little doable, a little bit more. Yeah, I used but to go like, to the gym, but when you're like active really. too and not eating that much, I'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah, it's just like kind of that that like working under pressure thing where I just kind of get For in this sure. zone where it's like I kind of forget about myself and I just mm-hmm. focus on on the client and what they need and yeah, they're you know. So what would you say is your hours like? How how many hours do you work um generally like most days i usually get to the shop around like 12 1 um and it just depends on what it is i try to take on only one tattoo a day usually if it's like like a custom you know design which usually it is um so depending on what it is sometimes i get out like five six seven eight but i've been at the shop until like 12 1 like a.m mm-hmm. before so it just kind of depends but um yeah every day is a little bit different yeah yeah so what would you say i know that we talked about this a little bit i was telling dusty that you shared with me a little bit about your goal with with art in general because it's not just tattoos it's like bigger yeah you know it's a pretty big umbrella um what would your ideal day be uh, really what, what I hope to be my life someday is, um, like I, I wanted to take on tattooing cause I knew that it was a level up. It was something that, um, I could build my skills with and, 
um, that it could take me places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what that looks like yet, but um, right now, I'm, the way I see it is if I make a name for myself doing tattoos and I can get to a point where like with my paintings where it's like, oh, that's a, you know, Michelle Tripoli tattoo. Yeah. And um, I feel like eventually I could find a job at a shop somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, maybe a bigger city, maybe who knows, you know. Um, right now, like, you know, kind of seems like Colorado or like somewhere like that would be more the scene for me with the type of art that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I love painting. Like I, I consider myself a painter first Mm-hmm. Um, and a tattoo artist second, but um, currently it doesn't it doesn't seem realistic to just move somewhere and be like oh I'll just paint and figure it out. So it's like I knew I needed to do something more steady. Um, mm-hmm. And people will people will get a tattoo before they'll buy a painting usually. You yeah, know? yeah, that's pretty common. So um, which is crazy to think, but that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is what it is. And don't get me wrong, I love tattooing, and I always want to tattoo also. But um, I I feel like I could be just a, a painter one day, a yeah. painter first. And right now it's just kind of like it kind of turned into more like my my side thing. Um, so I hope to to continue tattooing and maybe branch out um, somewhere new, um, and make more connections as a painter, um, and hopefully just do that for a living. Um, I, I know a lot of artists that I look up to that, that paint and that's all they do. They get to travel with their art. They do festivals, um, and they just, they do their thing during the winter and then summer comes around. They just go see the world. And they get to do that through their art, which I think is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to do. I just, I want to just live, you know, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to see the world. I want to continue to do what I love. And I feel like I can picture an avenue in my life for that to happen. So I'm just, I'm just going with it. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I was telling Dusty about how you had aspirations for, for, um, like, getting a RV and just yeah. like doing that over the the summer or yep. something. That's that's the goal. Um maybe that goal will change, but right now um I just I just I already feel like I'm living a dream, you know. I, I love I love my life. It's it's amazing to be able to do what I love, you know. Um but yeah, I just I want to have more experiences and get to see new places and be in places where um, I'm around people that have more experience than me and are doing more amazing, you know, art. And um, I just, I just never want to stop growing, basically. And if I ever feel like I am not growing anymore, that's when I get. That's when it's time to change. Yeah, exactly. So um, right now, I'm definitely in a place where I'm challenged. I'm, I'm growing. I have so much to learn. Um, and I love that. Yeah. I love being at the, the bottom of the totem pole. You know what I mean? Like, I love not being the most, like, being the least experienced. Yeah. Because that just means I have that much more to grow. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, when I was at Pino's Palette, I kind of felt like I had reached, like, the, the threshold. And I wasn't There growing. wasn't any more. Yeah. That. I've learned that there's, like, a difference between, like, 
what's success and what's mastery and mastery is long-term, right? And success could be a short-term thing. I think the people that are masters don't consider themselves as such. Yeah. You know Because it's like a lifetime thing. Yeah. It's it's not something that, that's what I mean, like in success of like, you can say, oh, I have this goal in mind and I'm getting there and that was successful. Yeah. Like mastery, when you're searching for something that's lifelong, that's forever, that goes way further than that. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's that's kind of like my whole outlook on life. Like I just I just want to keep growing and and traveling to, to new places and seeing what's out there for me. You know, it's the the potential is, is infinite, you know. Yeah. I just have to go out and get it. Damn. I feel oh, yeah. like that last part was really who <laughs> Michelle is. That yeah. that was way better than I could have ended it with. So let's just go with like, thank you, Michelle, for let it, letting us tell your story a little bit, for mm. letting us getting to interview you, for making a drink for you. And here's to you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. And your accomplishments and your goals going forward and that mastery that you're chasing. Thank you so much for having me. We're rooting you on forever and ever and ever. I can't reach you, Dusty. Close enough. (laughs) What's the saying, Danny? Oh, oh, pa' arriba. Pa' arriba. Pa' abajo. Pa' abajo. Pa' el centro. Pa' el centro. Y pa' dentro. Y pa' dentro. Sí. Cheers. be like yo what the fuck